0: Love Talks Radio
1: Love Talks Radio We're going to sing about the faithfulness of God. Are you ready to sing with us? We're going to sing about His faithfulness. As such a faithful God. I've seen Him show up for me in unique ways. You know, that's why I, I'm quite reckless when I worship. I can't do any anyhow, anyhow, anywhere, beloved somebody send you a blessing. Are you ready to worship God with me like that? That is the kind of worship I want. To so put your head somewhere.
2: Hallelujah! Praise you, mighty God, mighty Jesus, mighty Yeshua, mighty Yahashua! Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. What a awesome, great God we serve! Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah for the blessing! Thank you, sister. Amen. Thank you, Jesus, to be here to sharing His Word in His revelation as He, as he commanded me to do so. Amen, and obedient. I want to do that. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, as time is practically over. We can say it's over. Praise you, Yeshua. Praise you. Jehoshua, as we share tonight, I know that some of the the revelation is going to be such a blessing, encouraging. Hallelujah to some of us who are waiting for the great day. Amen. That is practically here hallelujah the day of the bride of christ my brother and sister is practically here thank you lord thank you jesus amen so we we are excited amen i had a, a similar revelation to isaiah twenty six twenty, where it says come my people enter thou into thy chamber and shut thy door about thee hide thyself I said, "We're for a little moment until the indignations pass." Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord. Thank you, sister. This indignation at the seven-year great tribulation has been spoken so much of, and we know that at any moment, at any hour, uh, after the rapture departure, after the revival, it's going to come to pass. Thank you, Lord. I used to think that right right away after the rapture, the in indignation begins. But then we forget about the last rain. The last rain is a promised sign of God, amen, that is in that in-between there. Then you got the three days of darkness, which comes after the, the eastern tsunami, as it has been shown to me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. These events can all happen. It will happen quickly. And that's going to be part of the surprise of those that in the past was thinking, how how are these things going to come to pass? But God has a day and hour. Shalom, Brother Miguel. Amen. When these things are going to come to pass. Hallelujah, Brother Miguel. Uh, Let me know when you're ready. Brother Miguel is our guest tonight. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Amen. Praise you, Lord. Amen. I hope God has given him to share tonight. Thank you, Lord. I, I hope he prepare. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So um, it, I received a dream this week, and, and the dream was shocking to the way the Lord gave me the dream, my brother and my sister. Amen. I'm going to share the dream, and I feel, let me see if my brother Miguel is able to log in. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. What an awesome God we serve. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Things are going to happen so suddenly. As the Bible talks about sudden destruction, they happen quickly, my brothers and sisters, And that's what is not expected of many. Amen. Um, one of the words that I heard in heaven this week was surprise, surprise. They're going to be surprised. I had heard it from other people before, but I didn't know what to think about what they have said years ago, because sometimes you hear a lot of things and let the Lord confirm them to you. Then you're like, okay, amen. Uh, like Jeremiah fifty-one forty-one, how Sheshach is taken, how the praise of the whole earth is surprised, how Babylon has become an astonished among the nation, amen. So surprise is biblical, which I never put it in a sentence before, in, in preaching the word of God, but it's in the word of God, surprise. Amen. And so there are surprise coming, and then there's starting destruction coming, which is a starting surprise. Amen. And, and it happened back in Jeremiah forty eight forty one, 41. The carrier is taking the stronghold are surprised, and the mighty man's heart of Moab. At that day shall be as the heart of a woman in pain, which I believe is in pain. He says the word P-A-N-G-S, my brother and sister. So, and that's the birth pain, the birth pain coming up. The child must be born, and those are the days that you and I are living in, and the birth pain. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Everything is so close to happening. My brother and my sister, we are trusting in the Lord. Jesus says to me, almost two weeks now, the beginning, at the beginning of the, the first week of this new year, 2024, hallelujah, that's okay, brother, I understand if you're not able to join, amen. He says to me that this year will not pass until we see the, the judgment he will show me to come, and so... For sure, it's been recorded, it's on, it's on the archives, and I'm looking forward to seeing what the Lord said it will, it will come to pass. And then as I question the word, in regard to Lord, I need more info, more information about this. Please, Lord, because I'm putting my ministry on the line on this. Amen. And I was told that God's spoken word is firm. Amen. So. It is not to be questioned just to believe. My brother and my sister, thank you, Lord. Amen. So we are trusting in the Lord no matter what. He's in charge. He's in control. He knows exactly what is going to happen. This year will not pass until we see that Eastern Tsunami as a judgment I saw coming into the land, my brother and sister. And I have other prophecy of other brothers and sisters talking about this judgment coming to the United States, which I'm going to play in a few, but it's truly confirmed what the Lord saying to, has said to me and saying to them that this judgment over America, this eastern tsunami, the earthquake of California are about to hit this country. Okay? Some people have not put a timeline to it like this year because I heard the Lord say this year. That's why I'm repeating it. Heard him say this year which I had a really difficult time coming out and saying it, but that's what I heard the Lord say. So it's his word, my brother and my sister. He said, this year will not pass until this judgment comes to pass, the judgment he showed me. So, wow, wow, wow. We, we are that close to things happening, my brother and sister. Another things that was tied years ago, about 14 years ago, he showed me that when we will get the eastern tsunami in the united states that right after that we will get a three days of darkness okay that's when the, i saw the darkness coming to pass i seen it i lived through it with my family immediately as people were looking to the to the in the eastern part of the united states wondering what happened to florida and all the stay in the eastern part i could see the crowd standing Looking that way, I remember. And everybody was shocked and surprised, and people were wondering what happened with people like in Charlotte, uh, in Georgia, Virginia, Washington, all, the, all those, all those states along the coast. People were wondering what happened to those people because everything came underwater, hundreds of feet of water. All of this land was underwater. And I could see people with a hand on their head and crying, I mean, the crying was an outcry of those that were still alive, knowing that millions of people had lost their lives. And I'm there shocked by what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing people say, oh my gosh. They knew that there would not be many people left after all that water came into land. And I go inside the house, I remember, and as I go inside the house to tell my wife what was happening outside, for some reason she, they knew. But then it was still daylight, and darkness began to fell upon the earth. This is when I encountered over 14 years ago the three days of darkness that I don't remember hearing about it. I don't remember any preacher talking about it. I know Moses and the children of Israel, before they went into the promised land, encountering three days of darkness in Egypt, my brother and sister, and for some reason I have preached around it, but not any years ago, my brother and sister, and not knowing that the three days of darkness was an end time event also, that there's nothing new under the sun, that when it will come, it will come, it was assigned to the Egyptian, and it was assigned to to the children of God in Egypt, of the mighty hand of God and his mighty judgment over Egypt. And in the last day, God will do the same, that he will bring this as a judgment, as a sign, my brother and sister, over the earth. And so the angel of death will come in that three days of darkness. Okay. And I remember that then the, 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 the last plague was the, the, the dead of the children, my brother and sister. They had to put the, the blood in the post of the house, okay, because that night the angel there will come by and kill the firstborn. And so that firstborn, I didn't know that it was a stronger army of Pharaoh, okay? And so it's very significant to the last day we're in that the three days of darkness comes to, to America and the world. But it comes also like a cleansing that it came to Egypt, the way I see it, where the stronger men are going to fall. They're going to fall. You know, it didn't make sense to me back then when I saw the three days of darkness begin. Because after a, a great tsunami in the eastern part of the United States, which I, everybody was crying when it happened. I I'm imagining so many people dead on the water entire state, entire city, underwater, where you you win all those millions of people that lives, my brother and sister, completely underwater, Florida underwater. And then some people imagined that there were so many people dead and people were crying for those people, my brother and sister. And, And it was unexpectedly, it was sudden. It just came. Now someone said it will be like a boom. Which some people uh, suggest uh Ephraim Rodriguez a stone hit in Puerto Rico and they believe it's tied to the the eastern tsunami. I saw I cannot say specifically what's gonna cause it, but I know that God says it's coming. And so we we have that obligation to say, Look, this is coming. Prepare. And now the Lord is saying that this judgment this year will not pass until this happens. As he showed to me, That is that tsunami coming into North Carolina where I saw it two weeks ago, the beginning of this year will be three weeks ago now. Surprisingly, me standing there in the spirit, seeing this weight of water, large, over 100 feet, coming into the land, seeing people running for their lives, thinking they can outrun it, and then, finding out that it was too too it was too hard, Some people um got caught by surprise it was like early in the morning the the daylight was breaking through, and all of a sudden boom people get enough for work and all that water came in and just destroyed the home with them inside. They had no chance to escape it, and that's why we are saying that the only escape is Jesus Christ, our Lord. And this is why, my brother and sister, we got to be ready. we got to prepare. Because this judgment is coming and it's here. This is the year. This is the year, my brother and sisters. Hallelujah. A restoration. 2024 is the year of restoration. This is the year where God says, I will restore to you the years that the locusts are eaten. The cake of worm the caterpillar, the Palmer worm, my great army, which I sent among you. I've been watching videos on YouTube about how the palm of worm has been destroying. The locusts are destroying the harvests all over the world. Australia, specifically Africa. And they had made chemicals to try to kill them. And they're having a really difficult time. Scientists are some of the people are even giving up in Australia of these locusts just, just coming on the land. I believe they call it cricket. Some people call it cricket. Locust is what the Bible describes. It's a play. It is a play. And it's an end time plague. And they're destroying the crop. They're destroying the vegetable. They're, they're coming to the apple tree, orange tree, uh, all kinds of tree. And they, they just destroy the fruit. They eat them. They eat the flour. They destroy everything. And they're showing up here in America. And we're we're already seeing this stuff. The scientists have not a solution for it, destroying the harvest. And a scientist, I was listening to a scientist earlier. He says that they cause viruses. And scientists already said that there's five viruses, new viruses, coming up every month. Five new virus. This is why you hear people coughing, you hear people with, with body pains, aching, so much going on in their lives. And they're taking B12, they're taking all kinds of vitamins, and it's not really helping. They're going to the hospital, it's not really helping. And they, in reality, every state should be have a state of emergency because of these virus. But the government is not, it's not taking that responsibility to create an alert for the population in order for people to prepare. If you all feel sick right now, five viruses on, are on new viruses on the way this month to attack people's body. And this is worldwide. This is not just this country. My brother and sister, they're working hard, yes, to stop this. But then to them the by seeing it a solution. And it's not the solution. So keep taking environments, keep praying, keep rebuking it, keep rejecting it in the name of the Lord. My brother and sister, it's the best we can. I know the Lord can keep it away from us. But for that we have to have the faith as a little child in the Lord. And trust the Lord with all my heart and not lean on our own understanding. My brother and my sister, as you know, last week Jesus says to me, he looked to my eyes in heaven he says, I'm about to bring you your home. I said, bride. And I didn't question anything. He looked to me straight to my eyes. Serious. I love it when Jesus smiled. But this time he's so serious looking at me and tells me he's about to bring us home. And I bowed my head to him and I say, yes, Lord. And I'm going to question his will. I didn't say, Lord, but what about this judgment? What about this? No, he says to me, he's about to bring us home. And that was it. Thank you, Lord. Then this, hallelujah, two mornings ago, hallelujah, I know I went to sleep after I pray, but for some reason I was very tired. Very tired. My brother insisted. I'm going to tell you how tired I was. Thank you, Lord, that I remember in my dream, vaguely I remember because the Lord had to remind me, that Brother Tony and Brother Benjamin, they come to my house and said, Brother Elby, get up. And I'm like, no, I'm too tired to get up. Then they take my children for a walk, and they go out for a walk with them. And I'm still laying down. And a few hours after, there were two sisters knocking on my door. And I said, two, because it's two I saw. And as the door knocking, I was so tired to get a up. But for some reason, the presence of the Lord was very strong, very comforting. It's like I was sleeping in the best pillow in the best bed I ever slept in. And... um. They're knocking on the door, and I'm saying, hold on. And they kept insisting, knocking, knocking, knocking. And I said, all right, go ahead, come in, because I know I was dressed. And they come in, and they extend their hand. Brother Elby, we'll help you get, get up. <clears throat> and I said, you'll help me get up. And they extended their hand to me. One grabbed me by hand. The other sister grabbed me by my other hand. I noticed the sister were in their 20s, no more. And said, Brother Elby, the Lord came. And I said, what do you mean the Lord came? You're not telling me the should happened, because if the ratchet happened, I would have known about it. I've been waiting for it. I said to them. Brother the Lord came. At this moment, I'm not realizing. I'm already in heaven. But I'm not realizing this at all. I'm not realizing that my brother Benjamin, my brother Tony that came to my house to take my children for a walk, they did this because we're already in heaven. My brother and sisters. And they're going to the city of the Lord to the celebration, the wedding celebration. And they were inviting me, but I'm so tired, like I don't want to go yet. I still need to rest home. And then um, I looked at one of the sisters looked at me like Sister Lauren and another sister in the Lord, both look no more than 20. And they pulled me up, said, Brother, you need to come outside. So, all right, I said, they're playing a joke on me because how can they be telling me that the rapture, the Lord already come? You know? And so I go outside. As I go outside, as I stand outside immediately, it was like the presence of the Lord hit me so strong, I'm standing straight right away. Boom. And they were saying, brother, come with us. And I said, well, I got something else to do. Give me a second. I noticed I was up in my mansion, up in the mountain. And I, for all, all the reason, for an unknown reason, but only the Lord knows who guide us, the Holy Spirit, I felt led to go down to the valleys. And I knew from where I was, I could go down the, down the mountain, head down, and I would head up to the valleys. For some reason, I knew that area. i have been there before. It's as I head down to the valley, the sister wanted me to go to the wedding celebration, the people were waiting, people were already celebrating, brothers and sisters were over there, they were having fun, everything was great, it was all celebration. But now if I realize I'm in heaven already, I'm not worried, I'm not concerned. I know this wedding is going to go on for seven years, like the wedding of Esther, that was even extended more. So I'm like, I'm in heaven, why should I, and I said to the sister, go ahead, go right ahead and celebrate, Okay. Praise you Lord. Go ahead and, and, and go ahead and enjoy it. And they certainly went quickly. Earlier time, these people that had to take a car here down here, walk, in heaven, they're moving like angels now. They one moment in front of you and when they take off, it's like hundreds of miles in a second they travel. My yeah. brother insists, isn't that awesome? Thank you, Lord. They they're moving in the glorified body, very happy, very excited, no complaint at all. It's in the Lord's Gray. my brother and sister. Thank you, Lord. So the way and wide ahead, I go down. As I get down to the valleys, I see this house, and I saw a few of the sisters there. One of them stopped me and said, Brother Elvie, uh, don't you remember me? And I said, uh, her memory was coming to me, but I said, well, not yet. She says, "I'm I'm one of those that heard the Lord used you, your program for me to come to the Lord. and I got saved through listening to you. The Lord used you, and well, I'm so happy for. You. I'm so happy. She says, but I'm I'm glad the Lord had changed your life and you're here. Awesome. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank the Lord. Amen. Praise God. God is so awesome. And what are you here for, brother Obi I'm here." to see someone. But I don't I don't know who. And she says there's a surprise for you inside the house, brother Ellie. It was a house that it seems like it has several sisters in there in the valley. And I will say maybe ten or twelve I will occupy the house, each time having their own rooms. So I'm I'm outside and I'm now I'm curious because she said there's a surprise for me in heaven. Thank you, Lord. And I love surprise. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Especially from the Lord. He gives the most awesome surprise. He always rejoices you when he gives you a surprise. So now, as she says that, and then the other sister would uh, welcome me. Thank you, Brother Elvie, for what you've done. And so I go inside the house. The door is open, like in heaven you go to different places in heaven, the door is always open. Amen? Isn't that incredible? How the people love to give, to keep their doors open in heaven so people can come and visit anytime. Down here is totally the opposite. It's people keep their doors shut so no one comes in, surprisingly. Amen? Or steal anything. So in heaven, heaven is completely, totally different from the earth, my brother and sister. So... I go inside, and I looked at this young lady, and I noticed that's my sister, Elsa. And I said, Elsa, is that you? And she said, yeah. She, she usually called me little brother. Yes, little brother, it's me. And um, I said, Elsa, I didn't know you were coming home with, in the rapture with the Lord. And she said, surprise, didn't you heard there will be surprises? Like, yes, I did. And we give each other a hug. Come and give me a hug. And then I'm pressing against her, her body, her new body, and I said, sis, you, you really got a, <laughs> hallelujah, a a supernatural body here. Huh? And she's laughing. Thank you, Lord. She is so awesome. I mean, so great. Oh, Hallelujah. There's no word to describe his mercy. There's no word to describe his love. His, his love is eternal. And, and the least the least of thee, he says, the least of thee, My brother, he has a plan for everyone. And he's telling us to evangelize and preach the gospel. Because we think that a person needs to receive Christ and go through all this process of preparation in order to go home in the ratchet. And the Lord can do anything. All things are possible with him. And someone can receive the Lord now, and if the rapture is tomorrow, he can get them ready for the rapture by tomorrow. And that power of God, we don't know. That restoration power of God, we don't know. That restoration power of God has not been preached to us. No, that's not the gospel that we have heard about for many years. The Lord's power is what he says, I will restore to you the years that the locusts are eaten. Oh, thank you, Lord. So many years people living in sin, transgression, and so much more. And the Lord's telling a preach to them, preach to them. And when they come to the Lord, the Lord can restore the year they lost. My brother and sisters in such a short time hours and that person can be ready to be going home in the rapture ready for him to take him home because he can do this because he died at the cross he took their punishment their suffering their pain and crucified in order for him to take that person's life when they give the life to jesus and begin and do that change so suddenly, so quickly, that the person can find themselves in heaven. Hallelujah. Surprise, surprise, surprises are coming. And you'll see loved ones in heavens. You'll see friends. You'll see people that you didn't think they would be raptured because of the life they live or what they're doing now Maybe. But once they confess the Lord and receive the Lord as the Lord and Savior, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I pray earnestly to the Lord that one day when I will go to New Jersey, I have not seen my sister in years. And when I will see my older sister, that I will be able to share the gospel, but the Lord will touch her heart so firmly, so fervently that I will have to say much for her to receive the Lord. And a few years ago, the Lord given me the blessing after praying for her for so many years. Hallelujah. I was able to get in contact with her and come and see her in, in Jersey City, New Jersey. And as I go see my sister, that was the, the appointed day of the Lord. As I began to share with my sister what the Lord has done, she began to cry, the presence of the Lord came over her, over her home, and she could not start crying and repenting before the Lord. And right there, I was able to let her to the Lord. I said, "Will you like to receive the Lord as your Lord and Savior?" Because I knew my sister, the Lord's been working for her when she was little. But Jesus came to her. She had walked with Jesus most of her life, but she had gone through problems where the enemy told her to blame the Lord. Because the enemy does this with people. They go through problem, they go through divorce, they go through problem, and the enemy says, God's fault. When God has nothing to do with it, my brother and insisted. And she confessed the Lord, she got right with God, and we see the Lord, I was able to leave my sister to confess the Lord again and repent and pray for her. And the Lord filled her, her with his presence. That very moment, I was so joyful because I prayed for her for many years. Now seeing her in heaven, the Lord bringing her in heaven in the rapture, that was a bigger surprise. Thank you, Lord. Is there anything impossible with him? That's why he tells us to pray. Pray that the prayer of the righteous availing much. That there's nothing impossible to him. You and I see a lot of things impossible. But is there anything impossible with the Lord? When the Lord comes to Abraham and Sarah, tell them they're going to have a baby next year, a son. Sarah laughed. And the Lord said, there anything impossible with the Lord? Because then it made no sense to her, being of age. My brother and sister, well, you can have no children. He can have no children. She could have no children, my brother and sister. How would that be possible? Hallelujah. We know our body. We know ourselves. We know through the things we go through. We know the things we tried that we have failed miserably so many times, people say. And when God comes and says, look, I can make that possible for you, people laugh. But do my God, believe him. Repent. Say, Lord, I'm sorry for laughing. Hallelujah. It offended the Lord in a way that Sarah laughed because the conversation didn't stay there. Because Sarah and Abraham talked about her laughing. brother insisted, thank you, Lord, because there are things you and I can do and say that cannot be pleasing to the Lord. Like laughing about something that God is serious about—it's not funny. God wants us to believe and walk by faith and not by sight. Thank you, Lord. We're here, church. We're at the end of the race now. There's no going back. No going back. A lot of people think it will be a turning. There's no turning. We're here. This is it. Hallelujah. Keep your heart right with God, your life right with him in repentance daily. There's no going back. This year will be we'll see. We'll see the sea getting out of his way. We'll see the earth shake like a drunken. Those two signs are going to be so clear this year. And God is already confirming it through his servant, the prophet. Hallelujah. The only thing is no one has put a date to it. I'm putting a year, not a month, but a year to this. This year, the Lord said, will not pass until this thing happened. They're coming. They're here. Insisted. I'm glad the Lord said this year because I'm sure scientists are going to try to, they're going to figure it out soon. And they're going to go ahead and say, look, this is, this is, this, it's almost 100% that's going to happen this year and take away the credit from God. But God has already spoken it through his servant the prophet. It's here. The earth is going to shake like a drunken. It's going to be felt all the way to Mexico. In other uh, northeastern countries are going to feel the shake. And they're going to wonder what's happening. It's going to be felt. in are we for our land? The island, Dominican, Puerto Rico, they are on the way of this tsunami. But they've been warned since last year God has raised prophet and before in the island warning them. Judgment is about to hit. There was a young lady a few years ago back in the island that prophesied that this judgment is imminent. A lot of people made fun of her and say, that cannot be from God. Because you're saying it's imminent. You said this is it. Because she saw it so close in the spirit. Four or five years ago, she saw it like it's practically here. And she warned the people as God wanted her to do so. And a lot of people made fun. My brother and sister is here. This judgment is here. Hallelujah. We're going to feel it this year. Our state will be without power this year. Our country. Most of our country will be without power. If you have not prepared for it, get ready, because we're going to run out of power this year. Our power plants will be out of service this year, my brother insisted. I hope it doesn't happen in winter. Pray that your flight will not be in winter. I really hope it won't be in winter. But I close our enemy now will be taking advantage, my brother insisted. You're seeing already what's happening in Texas with the illegal. Governor Harvey, my brother insisted, cannot do this anymore. She's being called weak in, in Texas, and he's making a stand. He's passing a second order that's not on the four of next month. My brother insisted, if Biden continues the way he's going, they're going to have a confrontation in Texas. 24 states are sending Asian support. To Texas. My brother and sister, the revolution is about to start. There is a prophecy about a revolution in America that is near, someone said. I don't remember the Lord mentioning this to me, but if the Lord does mention it to me, I will share it. I believe a sister Celeste that mentioned it in one of her revelation from the Lord, that a revolution was about to hit very soon. And when she talked about it, she mentioned it like with the same thing with the judgment that are coming, the Eastern tsunami that are coming. My brother insisted, if this starts this year, if this revolution starts this year, my brother, with the judgment coming, it's going to be strong. I really hope they can settle things and wait until the election come, which a lot of people know there's no election. Hallelujah. Nikki Haley. I asked the Lord this week to talk to me about Nikki Haley. She's Republican going against Donald Trump. And I said, Lord, what is happening with her? You know that she was in the U.N. three years appointed by Trump. The Lord showed me her, her relationship with fallen angels. And I saw in the spirit... Fallen Angel was speaking with Nikki Haley and was training her. And I saw when this large 30-feet angel, Fallen Angel, was telling Nikki Haley how to run her campaign and how to go about things. And he was telling her, don't worry, we'll make a change. Like, you will have the money you need to run your campaign. And just keep going forward. Okay? Keep going forward, he was explaining to her. I was watching that fallen angel having a conversation with her. And the fallen angel was telling her, continue to go forward. Don't let them, don't, don't let them convince you to, to, to give up your campaign. And we'll support you that whatever money you need will be available for you. Okay? And then... Um, the fallen angel said, we'll make a change. And I saw him doing something with her. I'm still trying to figure out if it was a change of party. My brother insisted. You know that in 24, started a no label party, and they're waiting for a strong leader. And I was wondering if she will be the one. My brother insisted. But they know also that Michelle Obama last week, started her campaign of getting supported to support her campaign. So there was something the fallen angel did with Nikki Haley that I believe it was a switch of party, or a far right when the Republican thought that she was giving up, they made it as a switch, a change. And there was things they were doing there were her. They were putting her somewhere where um I was trying to understand if they were making her the leader or the or the vice president, either one, but there's something there they're going to do, a, a switch a change, where you you will think that she will be gone, she's no more, but she then she offers like another party, like wow, my unexpected change like this. They got their plan, they got their agenda. Their agenda is not to let Trump get into office. And they they got the A, B, C, D, E, F plan, okay? And they're going to go through all of them, my brother insisted. until so the, what the Lord said to Sister Celeste will happen to Trump, my brother insisted, because Obama is coming back. And Obama is coming back because Father says to me, I believe it was the beginning of this, no, last year, he says, that he was he allowing him to come back, Obama. And I remember, the Lord said the same thing to Sister Celeste. Okay? Remember, Father speaking to me that he would allow him to begin. Okay? Soon he will allow him. And that was last year. The Father spoke that to me, my brother and sister. Obama is coming back into office. Okay? And the fallen angels are helping them. And they're... They're in America, they're hiding in federal buildings, and they're working all this stuff together. That's why I don't know the outcome of the borders what's going to happen, but our country is not what our people think it is anymore. Fallen angels are practically in charge. God is above all for sure We need to to stay under the shadow of the Almighty, seeking the Lord because what people are about to see come out, come out to lie In the months to come, they're not going to like it. But it's going to be too late. And I believe that's what that revolution, my brother and sister, that revolution will begin. And that is so true. Obama never left. He is still there in office. But him showing up again is a surprising part that people will see. How did this happen? But he never left. 12 years in office is about in there. And now about to show up big in front of television everywhere. But this time, the executive order that are coming out is against the church. This time, persecution. This time, persecution is going to be big. Okay? Big, like you cannot even imagine. The Lord is already showing people. The persecution they've fallen in, you're putting together. They're putting together a package, a package, a plan, an agenda, a persecution against the church. And they're going to have the world president signing to this, agreeing, My insisted. And persecution will begin against the church everywhere, United States everywhere, like we haven't seen in this country ever, and insisted. But the Lord has a package. The Lord has a plan for us that he's going to exercise his right to his plan, to his people, because we belong to the Lord. He bought us at the cross, and he didn't pay cheap for us. He paid a higher price for you and I. He didn't buy us cheap, my brothers and sisters. A lot of us sold us cheap to sin, but the Lord paid a high price for you and I at the cross with his own life, his own blood. My brother and sister, we belong to him now. And what is about to unfold, whatever will unfold on the earth, don't be shaken. Don't be shaking by what, what you see happening in this country around the world because they are coming shaking like earthquakes and tsunami, and much more in government. Change and switch to so USA. They're, they're not allowed to do that under the Constitution. Well, you're going to see things coming to pass in the days to come that's going to shaking a lot of people but don't be shaken trust the lord because the lord is in control ultimately god is in control he'll he'll keep us safe he'll protect us he'll fight for us that's why he said bending his mind says the lord he's going to fight for each and one of us it is time for us to commit ourselves to god like never before commitment i love the part where the power outages is coming power outages are coming and we're going back to the, to the 1600 era. Candles, my brother and sister, gas lamp, whatever we can do to keep ourselves warm and light up. our. It's going to be short. Excuse me, short, though. It's going to be short. Things are going to happen quickly. The Lord's not going to leave his people to stay here much longer. My brother and sister, but we have witnesses. So even though if we see only the beginning, we need to see it, because we're witnesses. My brother and sisters, some of us have been chosen to be in the white throne judgment as a witness. To so stand there by the Lord and the Father and the Holy Spirit and be witness and say, do you saw this? And you're going to have to say, yes, I did. Did this happen while you were on the earth? Yes, it did. You saw it with your own eyes. Tell us about it. You are witness. So... <clears throat> You know, I didn't want to be a witness, but I've been chosen to it, the Lord says, to be a witness. Because when I said, Lord, I I just wanted to go home and go fishing, and and you're a witness. So we have responsibility, my brother and sister, from God. And and we're going to have to testify and say what happened because we're going to see them. Although we won't experience much of it, we just have to say what's going to happen. Because remember... The outcome of those that are doing the evil is being thrown into the lake of fire. That's why Paul says to the Corinthians, don't you know that you will judge angel? Talking about fallen angel. And that's the type of witness you and I are before God. Where they'll bring a chain fallen angel in front of us. And us there standing with the Lord as the judge of the living and the dead, the Bible says. And they will be judged there and we are willing to say, yes, did he, did you saw him. Did you saw this fallen angel direct Nikki Haley to do this, to do that, to deceive, to break your constitution and deceive the people of the country or the land? Yes, they did. They, they supplied the money she needed for her campaign. Yes, they did. They fallen angel directing Nikki Haley. And the outcome of all this, Trump cannot stop what they're doing. They might have an idea of what they're doing, but it cannot be stopped. This cannot be stopped. My brother, only God can, and God's not going to do it, because the time is here. My brother, like our time to be going home is here. My brother and sister, after the eastern tsunami, I saw the three days of darkness comes. I gone through the three days of darkness. After the three days of darkness are finished, Jesus comes on the end of the third day. As he resurrected on Sunday morning. That Sunday morning, the three days of darkness, as I saw, begins on a Friday. Thursday night, we get the, the, the red cloud in the north of the United States. As I was standing there watching it, I saw the red cloud, orange red cloud. By Friday morning, the three days of darkness begin. It will finish uh, Sunday morning. Jesus shows up, calls us by name those that will be with him for the revival, and immediately we are before him and I a glorified body. What happened with the rest? The rest goes home. Those that will not take part in the, my brother, three days of darkness. I heard a prophecy, someone saying from the Lord today, I'm going to play that in a few, that some are going home, but some are staying for the revival. Uh, some of us, who wants to stay behind us to help the, the last harvest and the last rain to come home? But the Lord showed me that as soon as the last harvest is done, Jesus showed me. I saw Jesus standing in front of me on the last harvest. He, he says to us, you may go home now. I said, we gave him an account of preaching the, the gospel one last time, going around the world. I remember going to the Middle East and sharing the gospel as I spoke, I spoke a different language, my brother insisted, sister. Hallelujah. I meant to speak to them in Spanish or English, and it was coming out in Arab, in the language, they native language. And remember, a sister said, a woman said, how do you speak my language like you're native? But in my thinking, I was thinking in English or Spanish, but I was speaking Arab. It was coming out of my mouth. The Lord had taken over my mouth. And so he will do with each one of us. If he send you to China, Japan, Germany, France, whatever country you go to, you will speak their language like a native. You will think in English. You will think in Spanish if you speak Spanish, and you'll speak their language 100% with no problem. They will understand you clearly. You will tell them that they need to receive Jesus as the Lord and Savior. They will understand every word you're saying, and they will confess the Lord. Now, For those that are making the church a victim, church has never been a victim. The church of God has always been victorious. When the angel of the Lord came to Moses while in Egypt, he told Moses that I will drive from before you the nations, the enemy, and he named each and one of them. When the Lord said that he will drive from before them, he will remove from before them, that was the Lord fighting for them. Never with the the children of God became a victim to their to the enemy. Never were they a victim only when they sinned and became a disobedient. The Church of God, let me tell you this: you'll never be a victim, neither. The Lord is going to transform his church, his elect. The word of China and Russia will begin against the United States. If Russia and China try to stop you, you will flip their tank and throw it miles away without any problem. The church will have the power to stop them if they need to. And there's nothing they can do because no weapon formed against them will will prevail, will prosper. My brother insisted, the church of God has never been a victim but victorious in the Lord. And no earthly army will stop the church in the glorified body in the days to come. Now, don't focus on saying, I'm going to protect America in my glorified body and destroy all the Russian and Chinese because that's not the calling of God for you. But if they try to enter being, I remember a brother, we were evangelizing and the day the Lord changes into a glorified body here in America. In order to sign one of the, the, the Russian tank came in Chinese together, and, and were coming our way, wanted us to move and stop us for us evangelizing. And the brother said, I had enough. And went and grabbed one of the tanks, threw them up in the air, flipped the other tank, And I said, brother, what are you doing that for? And his glorified body, he was stronger than Superman. I am telling you this. The church is not a victim. They better get away out of the weight of the church days they come, Because the power of God is going to be with his church. My brother and sister, the mighty men of David are coming back, and they will be seen on the earth. My brother and sister, God said, I will restore the tabernacle of David, and the mighty men of David will be seen on the earth again in the days to come. The power of God is going to be with us to defeat the enemy. Now, that's not the calling of God over our lives, but if they try to enter in, They're going to regret it, my brother and sister. Amen. Love the Lord more than your nation. Because if you love the nation more, you might be one of those who will be flipping tanks everywhere. Don't do that. Focus on Jesus, my brother and sister. I know that if they try to stop you, they will regret it. Because the mighty power of God will be on you to stop their missile, their tank, you will be faster than their missile. You will be faster than bullets. You will be stronger than their tanks. No weapon formed against you will prosper, have a chance against you. No weapon of the enemy have a chance against you And with the mighty power of God over your life. That's always been since the past. That will always be in the Lord. My brother and sister, the only thing is we stay focused on the Lord. I hear a lot of people talking about what is coming. And it sounds like to them the church is a victim. The church of God has never been a victim, and it will never be a victim. It will have more power than all the nations put together. And one believer will be able to destroy the nation. Is that the will of God? No. It's not because God is going to do it. The Lord is going to do it. We are not called to do that. But if they get on your way, if the Korean tanks get on your way, a missile, you can destroy them without a problem. They'll do. They'll cost you no harm at all, your brother and sister. But that's not our focus. That's not our focus. Our focus is to lead people to Christ, how they confess the Lord as the Lord and Savior, for us to fulfill the task that Jesus is going to give to us at the end of the three days of darkness. He's going to give us a, a task. And we're going to go out and fulfill that task. Then we come back less than a month, and we give to the Lord the report. And the Lord said, you may go home. We fly home. We fly like Superman home faster than him. What we did in second. Millions of miles. will be there in second. My brother insisted. i seen it. The Lord has shown it to me. Never has the Lord shown me we, we are victim. We are more than a conqueror in the Lord, the Bible says. And there's nothing created that can hold the church back in the power of God. Nothing. No fallen, no principality, nothing. My brother insisted. The only thing we're not going to focus on that, because if you do, then you want to fight. You want to destroy them. You want to defeat them. Then the Lord will look at you. You're destroying the, everything they have. And the Lord said, did I chose you for this? Did I call you to, for you to destroy the military base, the tank, the ships, the submarines? I didn't call you to do this. You know, that's not our calling. Although you'll be able to, but that's not your calling. Calling is to focus on the Lord. My brother and my sisters. God's enemy will find out that they're messing with the wrong God. Because he's the almighty God. He never lost a battle, And in the days to come, he's going to show his power. And the world will see his power. My brother and sister. That's why when Jesus shows up, they're all crying like babies. When they see his power, they will be underneath not able to get enough. Powerless. All God's enemy crying like babies for God to have mercy on them because they know they're going straight to the lake of fire. My brother and sister. Here's the confirmation of what we've been talking about. Thank you, Lloyd, for the different process.
0: Good afternoon, everyone. This is Deacon Up coming to you again from Power in Unity Ministries. I just got back from the store. I've been out of ink on my printer. Just one thing after another, keeping me from getting back to you, and I said to myself, before I even breathe another breath, I am going to that computer and give the word of God that he has given to me to the people to encourage you today to know that Jesus is on his way. To begin with today, I want to come against the enemy with everything I've got in me, the anointing and the power and the authority Authority that I have in Jesus name that you have in Jesus name join with me as we come against the powers of evil that cause sickness disease affliction or illness in the body of Christ I come against the spirit of cancer and I curse it at the root that it will die as the fig tree died I come against um, Spleen—that's what keeps coming to my mind. The spleen and sugar diabetes, Lord God, it is does not belong in the body of Christ. And I come against heart disease in every way, shape, or form. I come against lung disease. In Jesus' name, that you will purify the lungs, oh God. You will purify the heart and make it new again. You will cause these dumb, demonic plagues to leave the body of Christ, to leave the body of Christ. I come against crippling arthritis, Lord God, from the top of our head to the soles of our feet, Lord God, those who have been afflicted. Oh God, whether it be in their back, whether it be in their legs, whether it be in their hands, their feet, it doesn't matter. I come against it all and cause it to die and flush out of the system. In Jesus' name, the most powerful name in heaven and earth, not only in this age, but in all ages to come. The one who has been given all authority in heaven and on earth. In Jesus' name, we come against the afflictions that attack the body of Christ to weaken her. But we are strong in Jesus because greater is he that is in us than he that is in this world. My Lord and my God, as you walk by that fig tree and you wanted something to eat and it had not borne fruit, the enemy is trying to keep the body of Christ from bearing fruit and you curse that tree we curse those diseases lord each and every one of them will fail and they will pour out of the body just like it should and the body will be remain whole and complete through the power of Jesus' name. You believe this, pray with me today. If you believe this, claim it today. Claim it. Speak it out into the atmosphere around you. I am no longer filled with cancer. I no longer have heart disease. I no longer have, have diabetes. I no longer have arthritis in my body. But the power of the name of Jesus Christ has released me from these plagues. That the enemy would like to stop me with. In the name of Jesus, we pray that prayer against the enemy today and for you. Reach out and claim it today. Reach out and grab hold of the word of God. For in that hour, he said, I poured out my, I bore stripes on my body. And I poured out my blood. Not just for the healing of the body, but the healing of the soul and the healing of the spirit. That all comes together because when the mind, this the, the soul of man is attacked, it causes the body to be attacked. And then the spirit gets low. So it all works together. But Jesus. He bore 39 stripes, and there is not a disease, an illness, affliction, or any type of disease that doesn't fit in those 39 stripes. He paid it all. He paid it all, people. Glory be to his holy name. Hallelujah. I just felt like I needed to pray. A lot of times I don't come on and pray because I'm trying to stay within a time limit. And But I'm going to stop timing God. If he wants to go 30 minutes, if he wants to go 40 minutes or 45 an hour. I know people don't have time, a lot of time, to sit in to listen. That's why I try to keep it at a minimum. But, you know, when you're driving to work, a lot of times it takes you 15, 20, 30 minutes to even drive. You can listen to me there. You don't have to watch me. Actually, if you watch some of these videos, you see such funny faces, you would have to smile or uh, laugh or at least smile because of the way it shows up on the video. I haven't learned how to do that yet. But anyway, in saying all that, the disease does not belong in the body of Christ. And there is coming a time that we will walk in such glory as that cloud comes down and touches the earth that all illness, sickness, and disease will flush out of every system. And we will walk in the authority of the name of Jesus, in all his power, and his authority, with all boldness, hand in hand, we will cross this land for Jesus Christ. My Lord and my God, that's the Holy Spirit's word to you today, because that is not in what he'd have me tell you today. Hallelujah. So anyway, in saying all that, let me get into the word that he has given me two days ago when I'm like, Lord, why am I holding out here? Why am I not getting on here and telling the people what you have said? All because my computer was down with ink. We're going to get an upgrade. We're going to get an upgrade by God's grace. We thank you, Lord, for your mercy and your grace that covers this every day. We don't have to be concerned. All we have to do is know who to call on today. And that is Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. All power in heaven and on earth is in the name of Jesus. Whatever you're facing, whatever valley you might be in, whatever struggle might be coming against your body, your soul, or your spirit, just say the name of Jesus. You don't feel anything. You don't have to feel. We don't live on feelings. They're deceptive. Don't that is not saying we don't know, feel the power of God and know the, the authority of him in But what I'm saying is you can't live on that. But you can live on the name of Jesus. Jesus. Just keep repeating it over and over. You don't have to even say the name of Jesus. You just have to say the word, Jesus. He's our Savior. He's our Lord. He's our Christ. He is God within us. For greater is he that is in you, and who is in you, the hope of glory. You're going to hear this in his word today. This is what he has to say. I am the God of yesteryear. I bottle up every prayer and tear. When Satan fell to earth, the earth was cursed. I came the curse to reverse. I came as a baby and I grew as you. I was tried and tempted too. I allowed them to hang me on a tree so that I could deliver thee. A lot happens that we don't understand, but I came to save fallen mace only through spiritual eyes can you see that God who created all the galaxies a time I set a timeline in order, angels ride on the wings to each corner. Time vanishes in me. For I am the God of all eternity. Time means nothing to him. It vanishes in him. There may be timelines set in the world that we live in, but he set them. But when he comes, when he comes and that glory cloud begins to sit upon the earth, time will vanish.
1: Disease
0: will vanish. Power and authority will be recognized as we walk in His power in His name. O hallelujah, hallelujah, Messiah! Only through spiritual eyes can you see the God who created the galaxies. I set timelines in order. Angels ride on the winds in the wind to each corner. Time vanishes in me, for I am the God of all eternity. Because our timelines differ, faith sometimes begins to quiver. You begin seeing through your natural eye instead of seeing where I abide. Greater is he in you than the enemy tries to hide. That the enemy tries to hide. That above those dark clouds, you can fly. I am who I am. There is none like me. This is the generation more of my glory will see. My body died on the cross that day, and in the grave three days it lay. During that time, I took the keys of hell, and now I say to you, all is well. O, shandai. Oh, hey, Do you hear what He had to say? Greater is He in you. The enemy tries to hide when He knows above the dark clouds you can fly. I am who I am. There is none like me. This is the generation of more of my glory. You will see. My body died. From the cross on the cross that day and in the graves three days it lay. During that time I took the keys of hell and now I can say to you, all is well. Praise God. More of my glory you will taste as you continue to run your earthly race. As you draw close to me, you will see earth touch heaven touch earth changing it one degree. What does that mean in God's time? 2024 will be a great year. I am changing into another year. My glory cloud coming down. I'm going to change things all around. Things will not be the same for evil will no longer reign. Woo, hallelujah. As love grows, evil will like wax melt as I reverse who has the wealth. My church love and harmony spread as they taste more of my heavenly bread. As they draw close to me, I refine, giving them more of my heavenly wine. This is not a time to be sad, but a time to be glad. We are coming back to righteous ways. With freedom, Jesus, we will boldly praise. A time when many who were deceived now on Jesus do believe. Many released from their bondage of sin. Now in Christ, new life they begin. Listen. Listen. The flag with stars and stripes for freedom many did fight. The United States may not be the same as the number of it I rearrange. Within these poems, he speaks wisdom and revelation. As the waters move back and the land appear, I hold man in my image. Oh, so dear. I gave you a land of the brave and free, so in freedom you could worship me. Bound by heaven's laws and not man's will, but you walk in love and the Holy Ghost filled. America back on track, and that's a fact. Evil yields and bends as we worship the truth and the amen. Faith arises and evil is broke. Our lives again are filled with hope. Come close and follow me and you will be like a tree that is planted by the water of life where your lamp will burn. Oh, so bright. My Lord and my God. If that doesn't lift your spirit, nothing will. My Lord and my God will be revived as Jesus comes down from the sky and he walks among us in his glory cloud. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Healing all the wounds of the body, the soul, and the spirit my Lord and my God. These are the scriptures he's give for me to give to you today. And I'm going to end by speaking it out of the word. Hallelujah. John 12, 38 says, While you have the light, believe in the light, and you will become the sons of light. Many who were deceived now on Jesus
3: will believe.
0: Revelation 3.20 says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. Whosoever believes on the Lord Jesus Christ shall be saved. If you don't know him today, all you have to say. Is Lord, I know I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. Come into my heart. Cleanse me. Wash me clean with your precious blood that you shed on Calvary. Then mold me, make me, fill me, and use me for your kingdom, work. And all things are washed away off the books in heaven. And all things become new. In Christ Jesus, and there is therefore now no condemnation in you. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Matthew five fourteen through sixteen says, "You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Nor does a light you does a light on a lamp. Nor do you put a, the light on a lamp under a bushel, but on a lampstand, and it will give light to all those who are in the house." Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. That is not for you to receive honor and glory, but for him to receive all honor and glory. For he it is that works through you. Hallelujah. It is not in your strength you walk, but in his strength you walk. It is he who lives in you, not you anymore. Your DNA was changed that day you received him. It is no longer you who live, but Christ in him and works through you. Isaiah fifty four four says, For since the beginning of the world, man has not heard nor received by his ear nor heard, seen with his eye any God that what God has in stores for those who love him. Praise God. It comes right in with Paul. what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 2.9. I has not seen nor ear heard, nor has it entered the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. In, in uh, Isaiah, it says for those who wait upon him. We're not servants. We are friends of Christ. Praise God. We're not slaves. We are servants to the king of kings and the Lord of lords because we want to. He doesn't want, he doesn't make us do anything. It's just like churches that no longer want the Holy Spirit to come in because they believe this written word took the place of the Holy Spirit. Or they just don't want that power flowing anymore. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He won't go where he's not wanted. But if you want him with every fiber of your being, if you desire him with every breath you take, he will come in and make his abode in your body and give you that power that they had on the day of
1: Pentecost.
0: Revelation 16, 64. Oh, I got that back. I've got it written down here wrong. Sinful man as a whole are are ignorant have yet to conceive what God has done through Christ. Man, with his natural mind, cannot conceive what Christ did on the cross, what God did when he gave his only begotten son. The
4: power
0: And the authority that we receive through his name. As he said in the prayer that I prayed, and it was his words, not mine, but he brought that out. That Christ's name has more power and authority here in this age and the one to come. On heaven and in earth. And all dominion, power, might, and authorities are under his feet. Therefore, they're under our feet. That's what he wants us to know. Psalms 8, 4 through 8 says, What is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you would visit him? For you have made him a little lower than the angels, and you have crowned him with glory and honor. You have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet. They're under the feet of Jesus. They are under the feet, your feet. Hallelujah. He gave Adam dominion over all things in the garden. Adam sinned, lost it. But when Jesus died on the cross, he reversed the curse. He reversed the curse, the power. Of God giving his son and his son giving his life cannot and has yet to be conceived in the heart of man. All that it represents. May we draw closer to him as he said twice, maybe three times in this word today. Draw close to me and you will see. Draw close to me and I will refine you. Draw close to me. And I will show you things to come, my Lord and my God. I want to end this session with the word that he asked me to preach. He said, I want you to speak it out of the word. Don't write it down like you did with the others, but speak it out of the word. And that's what I want to do and end this with you. Oh, Lord, this is Psalms 139, and I believe it goes through uh, 1 through 17. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. There's nothing hid from God. Listen, you know my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thoughts afar off. He knows them before you think them. You comprehend my path and my laying down and are acquainted with all my ways. Well, there is not a word on my tongue, but behold, O oh Lord, you know it altogether. My Lord and my God, forgive us of so many things we say and should not because he hears it and he knows. Listen to this. You have hedged me behind and before. And what that word hedge means is you have enclosed me. <laughs> You have enclosed me behind and before and laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is too high. I cannot attain it. In Isaiah 52, I believe it's the 12th verse, he said, I am your rear guard, God said, and I walk before you. I lead you. And God guards you from behind, saying the same thing here. You have hedged me. You have enclosed me before and behind. And such power, such knowledge, such revelation, my heart, my mind cannot grasp that God who can do that, Where can I go from your spirit, or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me,
5: my Lord and my
0: God. If I say, surely the darkness shall fall on me, even the night shall be light about me. Behold, the darkness shall not hide from you, but the night shines as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike in you. Light, darkness becomes light in him because it hides it it, it 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 deteriorates it melts like wax it becomes no more my lord and my god how powerful his word is for you formed me in my inward parts you covered me in my mother's womb he formed you in your mother's womb i don't know if those words are coming in this thing but i'm gonna if they don't i'm gonna speak them to you i will praise you for i am fearfully and wonderfully made marvelous are your works and that my soul knows very well my frame is not hidden from you when i was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lower parts of the earth your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed, the days fashioned for me. I'm sorry, I left well. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed, and in your book they were all written, the days fashioned for me, when as yet they had, there was none of them. You hear what he's saying? He knitted every part he formed you in the in your mother's womb he knitted together you in your mother's womb every part of god is in something everything contains a part of god maybe that's a better way to say it And then at the end, he says, how precious also are your thoughts to me, O God. How great is the sum of them. If I should count them, they would be more than numbers of the sands of the sea. My Lord and my God, he's the God of all galaxies. We cannot confine him just to this earth. We cannot box him in because he's too great. That's what we do a lot of times. We we are reared with um, uh, man's laws in our churches telling us we can do this and we can't do that. To to be a member of this congregation, you have to abide by our rules. When we should be submitted, all, every one of us should be submitted to his rules. Praise God. Some of us go all the way. Some of us don't. Some of us try to box him into our little four walls of our church. And I love everybody. I don't care what you call yourself. God calls you his children. God calls you his saints. God calls you his people. And we all have to love one another to, and live to, in harmony to one another. He spoke that all in his word today. Love and harmony, my people will spread as I feed them more of my heavenly bread. Glory be to God forevermore. Hear his words today. Be encouraged by his words today. He loves you more than you can imagine. He formed you. He, the day of your birth was was given before your time you were ever born. For you were in the Father before you were formed in the womb of your mother. Can you comprehend greatness and the awesomeness of the God of all creativity and all galaxies? My Lord and my God, my mind just gets blown when I start thinking about this kind of thing, how awesome and vast he is. And he cares so much for the creation in his image. He holds them oh so dear. My Lord and my God, what more can I say? I love you more than anything today. I hope I encouraged you with this word. I know God loves you, and it's his word, not mine. It's his word to you. Be encouraged. Let your hopes and dreams come alive. He's already started speaking to me. Probably again tomorrow I'll be giving. I don't know, but I hope so. Every day if he would just give it to me for you, I would want to to give it. Things get in the way sometimes. I, I try not to let them, but life is life, and things do get in the way sometimes. God knows all about it. He know all about this timeline between these two, last two. And I don't want it to be that far apart again because we need to hear from God every day. We need to be encouraged every day. And what you're seeing now with the natural eye has nothing to do with what's going on on the
1: inside.
0: I can hear the rumbling and the, and the, you know, you can't see it with the natural eye, but you could see moving and grooving in the background changing things and they're going to be changed earth will never be the same things will never go back to like they were because god is creating something new in you praise his holy name gotta go i love you dearly but god loves you so much more
5: oh yeah hi everybody I've uh, had a quite a time getting this um, video out to you because I consider it one of the most important ones that I've ever done of the hundred and twenty or something I have listen um, I have to explain something and then we'll quickly get into this uh, excuse me I'm gonna have to scoot over to where I can see my clock i've I've been going over my time and then that's makes me do this over again. I cannot read my Bible anymore, hardly at all, because not only did I find out from the eye doctor recently I have uh, cataracts in both eyes, but in my right eye, that's just about, I can't see anything out of really, there's an occlusion in there, and an occlusion means there's a lack of blood supply to the retina. The retina is extremely important, and I'm not getting blood supply, and so this is compounded, everything. So in order to bring you this message, I would love to read out of the Bible but I I copied uh, some of the things in on paper where it's bigger where I can see it. So I'm going to do my best. This is a very important subject on persecution. Persecution. Do you think persecution for Christians or against Christians could actually come to America? Well, I believe it can. I believe it's already started, and I am very nervous about the 2024 presidential election, which takes place in November. Uh, that's just kind of an open game. Anything can happen, and it probably will. So, plus other things, you know. Um, <clears throat> there's a... a, a, a um, Silent Night, Holy Night, that beautiful Christian hymn, for Christmas time, was written by a man. Peace on earth, goodwill toward men. Peace on earth. That's always been the desire of humanity to have peace on earth. But, but, Jesus Christ himself said, In Luke chapter 12, verse 51, Suppose you that I am come to give peace on earth. I tell you, nay, no, but rather division. I am come to bring division, he said. For a father shall be divided against the son, and the son against the father, the mother against the daughter, the daughter-in-law against the mother, and the mother-in-law against the daughter-in-law, and so on. And then there's another scripture about the same... Thing where Jesus said um, the children will even rise up against the parents and cause them to be put to death. Can you really imagine a time like that coming to America? I can. I'll be 82 years old in a couple of weeks. I've seen a lot of things. I've seen a lot of changes. There's nobody can pull the wool over my eyes. And tell me that America is a wonderful, peaceful, great nation. And I think you probably feel the same way. We have slipped down a slippery slope for many years now. And also, I believe that the scripture in Isaiah has come completely to pass, where it says the time will come when they will call good evil and evil good and we are certainly living in that time. You know, I, I don't watch uh, movie trailers very often at all. I think the last one I watched was on the Christian movie the, the Chosen. But the other day I saw one called Civil War. Well, of course that's interesting to me because this is one of the things I'm tracking is what I feel is coming to America. So I watched the trailer. Then I thought, wow! That's terrible. That's really horrible. So I thought I'll call my my son, who's the doctor, and and I said, um, called him, and I said, I'd like you to watch a video, a trailer to a certain movie called Civil War. And so I told him what I thought it meant, the way I viewed it, the way I took it. So he said, okay, Mom, I'll do that and I'll call you back. So he did. Several minutes later, he calls me back and he said, Mom, I think you got it wrong. He said, I think, he said, of course, there's two groups of people. One is what we would call the good group. The other is what we would call the bad group. And the bad guys have the guns pointed at the heads of the other group and they're kneeling on the ground. The other group is standing with guns pointed at them, and they're probably going to kill them. And so James said, but I think, Mom, you've analyzed that incorrectly, and I think we're seeing where they're calling good evil and evil good, just like the scripture said. So we talked about it for quite a while, and then we said, well, when the movie comes out this spring, which is supposed to come out this spring, we're going to see the full-length movie. So I would recommend that you watch the trailer or the preview to that movie, Civil War. Just get on your YouTube and watch it. It's very educational. Very educational. Because, see, this is going to happen someday, some way in America. Um, There are many scriptures I printed out all the uh, scriptures uh, regarding the same subject matter in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And Jesus said that this generation shall not pass away till all things be fulfilled. Uh, We'll start at the beginning because he's speaking of the time we're living in now, and first of all, the um, disciples came to him, Master, what, when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of your coming? And Jesus said, Watch out for deception, that you be not deceived, for many will come in my name, saying, I am Christ. The time draws near, go not after them. But then you'll hear of wars, rumors of wars, be not terrified nation rising against nation, earthquakes, famine, pestilences, which we just came through, fearful sights and great signs there will be from heaven, which I believe will also be the three days of darkness. But before all these things, before all these things, they shall lay hands on you and persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogues and to prisons, being brought before kings and rulers for my name's sake. Okay, the synagogues are where the Jewish people go. The prisons are where the uh, people like us, the Gentiles, were called. That's where we will go. And Jesus said, settle it therefore in your heart not to meditate what you will answer, for I will give you a mouth and wisdom and uh, your adversaries will not be able to resist and you will be betrayed there's another part of persecution you will be betrayed both by parents and brothers and kinfolk friends and some of you they will be they will cause to be put to death you'll be hated of all nations for my name's sake I'd like you to open your Bibles yourselves and turn to, um, we're in, in Luke chapter 21, Matthew 24, and Mark 13. These three Gospels are speaking of the same thing, but in tiny a tiny little bit different way. And then, uh, in Luke, it's very interesting because... Jesus Christ says don't be overcharged with surfeiting, which is eating, or drunkenness and cares of this life so that that day come upon you unaware. Because remember that day and hour knows no man but the Father only. Jesus said this, for as a snare shall it come on all them that dwell on the face of the whole world. What could that be? I think it's the three days of darkness because the word snare also means a trap. How could it fall on the whole world, this snare or this trap, all at the same time? Well, it would be pretty hard to, to ensnare or trap the whole world all at the same time. All of these Gospels warn of persecution. Every Every one of them um, but here's here's interesting, very interesting part. there is a section in um Matthew here where it says for as in as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the coming of the Son of man uh they were For as the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day Noah entered the ark. He knew not until the flood came and took them all away, so also shall the coming of the Son of Man be. Then two will be in the field, one taken and the other left. Two women shall be grinding at the mill, the one will be taken and the other left. You know, that sounds like the rapture to me. So you're going to ask me, am I pre-trib, post-trib, or mid-trib? I honestly don't know. I really don't. When you study these out, <laughs> and then you go, then you read here, and then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn. So they're seeing this happen. And they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. He shall send his angels with a great trumpet. They will gather his elect, which is not just the Jew. Elect means anyone that's received Jesus as Savior, Jew or Gentile. From the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. This generation shall not pass till all things be fulfilled. I believe a generation is about 70, 80 years and if you're considering the time that Israel became a nation in May of 1948, I think we're about at a generation. Um, I believe in the rapture, of course I do. Do I know exactly when it will happen? Of course I don't. But you read these three gospels. Luke twenty one, Matthew twenty four, and Mark thirteen, and you're going to be very close to your answer. Now, when it says that Noah didn't know what was happening, but he went in the ark, and then the flood took them all away. For as the days, <clears throat> for as in the days be- were before the flood. They were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark. Knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So also shall the coming of the Son of Man be. And then he goes on to explain one taken and one left and so on. You know, um, persecution in America is sneaking up on us just like the flood was sneaking up on that ark that Noah and his sons built. Can you imagine that gigantic ark sitting in an area where there had never been rain before? And they were watching. Nothing was happening until finally the earth broke up and some water came up, and then finally some rain came out of heaven, and it probably took a while for there to be enough rain to to lift that ark up. And meanwhile, they were able, uh, the, the animals were all running inside, and now Noah and his family were able to climb aboard, shut the door, and sometime later, the ark lifted and they were taken to safety on the water. Now. I look back. I've done a lot of reading about the Jewish uh, uh, problem in, in Europe when when uh, Nazi, Nazi Germany presented a man called Hitler. And uh, at first, when Hitler came to power, it was very subtly, very slowly. He was chancellor, and then he, later he became finally the dictator. And uh, I'll just sort of present a, a, a happening. Um, <clears throat> the There's a family, let's pretend, in Germany at that time, say in about 19, 1939, somewhere in there, and they're sitting at their supper table eating supper, a Jewish family. And uh, for the first time ever, they hear the strange sound of a whistle of a train way down in the background. And then it blew again, and then it was silent, and again. Well, they had never heard the whistle of a train before in their home. And the father says to the mother uh, uh uh this this is strange you know no no nine uh hear this before and uh the mother spoke up uh nine uh, uh for both and, for both and. meaning no forbidden she didn't want anybody talking and scaring the kids so They all became silent and stopped talking about the strange whistle down the line from the train. Well, then within a few days, the mother and father and children, they noticed some of their relatives had disappeared. They couldn't find them and their neighbors the same way had had disappeared. So, of course, they're getting very worried now. Well, pretty soon it was their turn. And the trains came, and they were forced on them, and they were taken to the camps. You see, people, persecution can come subtly. At first, quietly, silently, then subtly, with little signals along the way. There will be little signals. Like the train signal. Well maybe for us it won't be the train or maybe it will be. I don't know. But it will be something. And then it will come quicker and quicker. And pretty soon maybe it will appear at our door. I don't mean to frighten you. But I do mean to wake you up. I do mean to wake you up. Because Jesus says repeatedly in these Gospels gospels, that persecution is coming to modern day, to the modern day world. In the last days, right before he returns, there will be persecution. And he says this generation will not pass until all be fulfilled. Um, So... I would say the best thing we can do is study the Word of God, is to pray, because we have to remember there was also a period of time after uh, the New Testament was instituted and Jesus returned to heaven, the disciples one by one died off. But but then the gospel continued to be spread around the then known world. And finally, the gospel got all the way to Europe. And pretty soon, time goes on, time goes on. And it is uh, the 12th century. Things are pretty peaceful. And... uh, There was a Pope in the 12th century, 1210 A.D. by the name of Pope Leo of the Vatican in Rome. And he didn't like the Protestant religion. He didn't like the Protestants, period. Anybody that wasn't a Roman Catholic was very greatly disliked by people of the hierarchy of the Vatican. So Pope Leo in 1210 A.D. instituted what's called the Inquisition are the Dark Ages. During that time, millions of Protestants were killed, just like there were 6,000 Jews that were killed during that period of time when the Jews were persecuted in Poland, Austria, Germany, and parts of Europe. So Pope Leo instituting the Dark Ages put to death millions of Protestants, just like Hitler put to death millions of Jews. I don't think the Protestants of that day thought they would be persecuted, but little by little, there were the signs. And little by little, they were taken to the prisons, and they were persecuted in the chambers. Many of them put to a horrible death. And then as time went on, in 1834, another pope came to power in the Vatican, and he put an end to the Inquisition. He said, no, enough is enough. Just cut it off. We're done. And the Dark Ages came back to life, and the Inquisition ended. We have had relative peace for many years. Not throughout the world because there's been great persecution in in uh, Korea. In fact, in North Korea, if you're a Christian, it's an automatic death sentence. They'll just put you to death. They won't put up with it. So there's persecution in other countries in the world. But our, our time is coming. And I want you to be ready. Are you going to give up your faith in Jesus Christ if they threaten to arrest you and force you to deny Jesus as your Savior? Or are you going to stand strong and proclaim Him as your Lord, God, and Savior? I'm going to end with a beautiful um, scripture found in Romans 8:35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor heights or depths, or any other creature, shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. And remember there it says or powers. Powers meaning just what it says, political powers, secular powers, not just spiritual powers, but them but spiritual powers are included. It's all of them of the Uh, of that uh, venue would be powers, secular or spiritual. None of this will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So prepare your hearts to stand strong for Jesus Christ as he stood strong for you, going to the cross, pouring out his life's blood so that you and I can be saved and enter the beautiful kingdom of God forever. People, it's going to be more than worth it no matter what we have to go through if we stay faithful to our savior. So I want to thank you for listening. God bless you all with my love to each one of you. Thank you everyone for your your cards and your gifts and your blessings. I love
6: you, and I thank you. Bye-bye for now. Hey, good morning, family. How are y'all doing? This will probably be one of the most important messages I've ever given on this platform ever. So I really want you to listen, and listen carefully. I'm going to just start it out like this. You know, I gave you all, my wife and I, we gave you the, the, the list, of the readout of that visitation from that man. And, and I've tried to find him, and I don't know if he's still uh, alive or if he went on to be home, to go home with the Lord. But um, he had another uh, visitation clear back in 2014, the same year, the same year that I had mine. He went to tribulation, and the Lord showed him tribulation. And every single thing that he saw. He saw different things than what the Lord showed me, which is absolutely amazing. But they go like a puzzle putting together. I'm going to have my wife read his visitation and it's a dream. He had he had a dream. Now, I believe I had an out-of-body experience. I don't know. I've I haven't been able to speak to this man, but I'm going to tell you all. It's like you can take a puzzle piece of, of somebody who had the other puzzle pieces. And they, and you had some of the puzzle pieces and you can put them together and make a whole puzzle. I know there's probably somebody out there that has more puzzle pieces to the puzzle, even about the asteroid. I told you all about the asteroid coming and hitting Miami and, um, in the Atlantic Ocean and coming and wiping out the islands and, and, um, and, uh, coming, the water coming inland in the East coast. And whenever I told you the Lord, I heard the Lord said, whoa. America, Whoa, America! I have favored you and I have loved you above all nations, and, and and I have prospered you above all nations, and and I gave that word and I put it down there, and it was just a couple months ago. It's almost like you know the Lord, the Lord. I wasn't supposed to find this word until now, because it would have it would have influenced my word. You know, Is, am I hearing this or am I hearing the word from this man? That's why it's, this has just been so divine. The It has been so... Uh, it, it's just like a clock. It's perfect. And it's like finding it right now. It just, it shook me, y'all. Because whenever I hear the Lord, I'm telling you, I, I hear the Lord. And whenever I tell you I have a visitation from the Lord, Jesus, and I see Him face to face, there's nothing that I've ever exaggerated on it. I I, I speak exactly what He says. To tell you all, that's why it shook me so much. This visitation from this man ha- having similarities, even things, and, and even about the the uh, the uh, the boat and and the uh, EMP and everything. He's seen it all. He even said that the the you'll hear about the the earthquake that I told you all it was going to happen in Portland, Oregon. He saw it. And it's, it's amazing the detail that he brings, and what I'm trying to tell you all, you'll go back and you can listen to some of my videos of what the Lord spoke to me. And he'll even say, whenever he, he's in this, that he doesn't know if this is pre-trib, or, or before the tribulation starts, or, um, or during the tribulation. And what I'm telling you all, I don't either. I, I know, all I know is I saw this stuff. I don't know a time frame. And I know that it that is it is a a, a spank. It's a judgment, and it's in a wake up. And I I personally believe we're still here for some of this. So, but he he didn't know. So I'm going to link my videos in the um in, in the description and put them on there so you all can find them easily. The words that I've given that go just like like a mirror from what this man saw and I, like I said I don't even know how old this man is but he was a professor at ORU my wife was at ORU and she when she was going to school there she never knew him as a professor but I'm just saying uh, so I don't know like I said I don't know if he's went home to be with the Lord or whatever but I just want to tell you all this so here we go we're going to go straight to my wife and she's going to read this uh, visitation please listen to the whole thing it's very serious
7: family um, I just want to take a minute and say thank you so much for um, all the encouragement from the last time I read um, I take it very seriously um, reading things from the Lord and I just really wanted to do um, honor to God through it so I really appreciate all the kind comments we love you all so much and so I will just start this this week I had a dream it was a terribly frightening dream in it I saw a huge angel standing suspended in the air over New York Harbor. It looked so large that it covered the night sky. His body was clad in golden armor as if he was going to war. His face and entire being were so bright that I could not gaze up at him for long. Like beams of light seemed to radiate outward from him in all directions. He was standing over the Statue of Liberty, It was night, but I could hardly see the lights around him coming from New York City as he blazed so brightly with divine light. He reached for his belt that was covered with a red sash around his midsection and drew out his sword. It was so massive. It blazed with light and fire all around it. It looked at least a hundred feet long. I have never felt such fear when I saw an angel before. I just knew this mighty warring spirit had authority from the very throne of God. He had a grim expression as he held this mighty sword over his head with both hands. I could see that he was poised to hit the Statue of Liberty and cleave it in two. I trembled and tried to hide, but the angel was looking directly at me, and I knew there was nowhere to go, that he would not see me. Then he spoke. His voice was like thunder and echoed throughout the whole harbor. He said, How long will you refuse to humble yourself, O America? You have been weighed in the balances of God and found wanting. Your beginning was great and noble, but your end shall be disgrace and destruction.
6: Okay, hold on. Right here. Did you hear, hear that again? Read that again.
7: How long will you refuse to humble yourself, O America? You have been weighed in the balances of God and found wanting. Your beginning was great and noble, but your end shall be disgrace and destruction.
6: That's exactly the word the Lord gave me. The uh, to, My son can vouch for it. It's to the T, y'all. Yeah, There's exactly. no, it, it, was, it was identical. There's no word missing. The, from what the Lord gave me, and I have it on recording. But I have weighed you in the balance, and you are and, and I and you are lacking. He kept saying, he said this to me three times. I have weighed you in the balance, and I have and I have and you are lacking. He was quoting Daniel to me. Thus saith the
7: Lord of Heaven's Armies, the Lord of Hosts: Time is running out. The bowls of my wrath are full of my fury and judgment. They shall be poured out upon you. You shall drink them down to the dregs, every drop. I have come to you day and night, pleading with you to return to me for over one hundred years. I am merciful and long-suffering. It brings me no joy to judge you. But you have hardened your hearts, scoffed at my warnings through my prophets and my holy servants. I brought you from nothing and exalted you, O America, higher than any other nation, But now you have fallen lower than Sodom. You have sinned greater than Egypt. You have become prouder than Babylon and Persia. You have become more selfish than Rome. You have exalted yourself in your own wisdom higher than Greece. You have more idols and high places of idolatry and luxury than any Gentile kingdom in history. Your beginning was pure and great, but now the stench of your sin and filth fills my nostrils. I shall cut you in pieces, and you shall reap the harvest of wrath from what you have sown. You shall no longer be the queen of nations. Now you shall bear your shame and become the lowest of the heathen nations. Now, as Agag, you shall be hackled in, hacked in pieces. O earth, 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 hear ye the word of the Lord. Then, to my horror, that massive sword came smashing down on Lady Liberty. When it hit the top of her head, there was a blinding flash of light, and that sword split her in two right down the middle. Then the sword came again and again against her. It divided her in pieces. As the sword would finish each strike, fires would burst forth. I heard terrible explosions. The vision of the statue ended with an earthquake as it was hacked into pieces and sunk into the harbor. I was weeping and crying out to God for mercy. Never had I seen this side of God before. I had only really known the love and goodness of Him. Never had I seen the wrath of the Almighty. Then, as if I was watching from a zoomed-in close-up, the dream shifted and I started to zoom outward from New York Harbor and started traveling in the air over America. What I saw was horror beyond anything I have ever seen. I saw the United States seem to crack in two with a giant earthquake right down the middle. I saw the Southeastern United States covered with a giant wave of water from the ocean. I saw a massive earthquake that just seemed to crack off the coast of California. It reminded me of a saltine cracker that just cracked in two. The great cities along the west coast just fell into the ocean, all the way from Mexico up to Alaska, and giant waves flooded inland until much of the west coast just wasn't there. It disappeared into the Pacific Ocean.
6: Do you all remember that word? That's exactly what I saw.
7: Then I saw three giant rocket missiles that took off into the air. Two came from out of the ocean waters, and one came from land and traveled a great distance. All of them blew up in the air, one, two, and three, in the upper atmosphere within five minutes of each other. It was out near space. They were terrible nuclear bombs, but the last one was the biggest and it created a huge mushroom cloud over the Midwest part of America. Then the ground shook and everything went black. There wasn't any electric light coming out of any of the homes. Then candles began to be lit in fires, and a little light was seen. There were other nuclear explosions, and many people perished throughout the nation. There was just twisted metal and charred debris in cities that once were tall and majestic. There was widespread looting and gangs roaming about everywhere with guns, stealing whatever food and supplies they could find. Then I saw what looked like elite riot police by the thousands go into communities and even cities, force the people out of their homes and brought into what looked like concentration camps. Some, but not all of these police armies were had light blue helmets on. Hundreds of thousands of people were arrested in this way. Many would not cooperate and were just shot and left dead in their homes. But, There were millions of hidden groups that escaped the first wave of these terrible disasters. Revival broke out, and great evangelists and prophets and apostles rose up and began to preach to thousands outdoors, and many were saved and were born again. Miracles of provision, multiplications of food and water, astonishing healings occurred. Millions of people cried out to God, and he heard and answered, I knew that this was not just happening in America, but the great tribulation was upon them, and all over the world, these calamities were also taking place. I saw multitudes of tribulation saints refusing to renounce Jesus as Lord. They were starving, many of them, but still refused to take the stamp on their bodies so they could eat and live. There was what looked like kiosks that that were in every town. They advertised food and water only if you went inside them and took the electronic mark.
6: Okay, freeze. Mm-hmm. This is what I saw. Remember I told you all they tried to fake the mark of the beast. They put, the, they put a mark on their head trying to put a bruise or a sore on their forehead or their hand. And I try to tell you all, the, I saw women and moms that were so desperate for food and they wa- didn't want to take the mark but they wanted to go to these kiosks and try to get the food for their children because they were starving to death. so And so he's talking about those kiosks right now. That's what I told you all about.
7: So I saw multitudes of tribulation saints refusing to renounce Jesus as Lord. They were starving, many of them, but still refused to take the stamp on their bodies so they could eat and live. There was what looked like kiosks that were in every little town. They advertised food and water only if you went inside them and took the electronic mark some went in bowed down to a holographic movie images of the antichrist and were branded in their hands and foreheads with an electronic tattoo like stamp when they came out if they came out they had a zombie-like look their minds and souls were gone Mm -hmm. it looked like they had a spiritual lobotomy Mm -hmm. then these immediately joined the armies of these police units and were given weapons after they were fed and drank and rested in the kiosk they were like robots doing the antichrist bidding
6: see and i told you all about that i said they looked like they were not there i said it's like they, their dna changes they they don't they're like their minds are gone they don't cry remember i told you about the children born in the tribulation I said, I said, because everybody asking me, was kids in the tribulation? No, all kids above, uh, below the age of fifteen were taken, but if you were born in the tribulation, uh, because people are still having babies, these are the children that will suffer, and so because they were born in that time frame, it says, woe to you who give suck in those days. Okay, the Bible even talks about it. So this is another part. He talks about a chip. That is like a tattoo I actually saw people being injected With some kind of um, microchip And that's why I told you all I believe it has to do with Neuralink And so uh, that's the difference Between what he saw and I saw And I did not see a hologram They were made to worship on Fridays On the sides of buildings And so um, that was one of the things that I saw. Every Friday they were in white outfits and they were worshiping um, the Antichrist.
7: I knew that they were lost forever, but quite a few did not make it out. They were tortured mentally and physically inside the kiosk thing. But if they still refused the mark of the beast, there was a laser that shot through their brain and heart and sliced their heads off. Then they were immediately in Insurrated
6: ins- incinerated
7: incinerated sorry. Nothing but ashes remained. This was the most horrifying of all. It made the Nazi death camps look like a picnic if that is possible. Millions of people were executed in this way via computer systems automatically with such precision and efficiency that I marveled that something like this was even possible and could take place on such a large scale. The technology was more advanced than I have ever seen. Then, I was back looking at that terrible angel of the Lord, and he said, Warn everyone, flee from the wrath to come. Repent and turn to Jesus while you still can. Pray that you may escape these things that are shortly to happen and to stand in the presence of the Lord. These things are about to take place. Turn to God and cry out for mercy. Come into the Ark of Salvation before the doors of grace close, and it is too late. And so in finishing this up, um, he had he went to the Holy Spirit um, asking him about uh, if it was pre-trib or, or what. what, what,
6: what... He, he was asking him basically, is it, is it a, a, a pre-trib, a mid-trib, or a post-trib? Okay. Because there's so many people have a stance on full tribulation. Okay. that there that there's so many people going to go through tribulation. So he was asking the Holy Spirit uh who's right, who's wrong basically. Uh, what 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 what's the right theology to to take? And this is the word he got from the Holy Spirit. Um right after he had this uh tribulation um uh experience. So, here you go, Re- finish reading this.
7: Okay. Um So, I I went to the precious Holy Spirit in the Word of God and I asked the Lord. I was actually very surprised at what He told me. The Holy Spirit said, Not all of my people will be ready when I sound the shofar of my coming in the air. Half of those that profess belief in me will be left behind, as it is written in the parable of the wise and foolish virgins. That's Matthew 25, the first parable in that chapter. I am coming for those that are prepared and awaiting and expecting my return. But I am not leaving the earth without a strong witness of my grace, my presence, and my glory. In fact, I have allowed some to choose whether they want to stay to be a part of the greatest revival and harvest of all of history, or to go on before to my wedding supper. But it is not my best for them. I do not want to see them suffer. In these last seven years, it will be the worst time of all of history. No one will escape the tribulations of the coming wrath. Remember, it is only by faith that you will escape these things coming upon the earth. If you don't believe I am coming for you to take you out, before the coming wrath is poured out upon the earth, I have no obligation to do so. Read that again. He said.
6: This is the Lord speaking.
7: Remember, it is only by faith that you will escape these things coming upon the earth. If you don't believe I am coming for you, to take you out before the coming wrath is poured out upon the earth, I have no obligation to do so. Wow. But remember, all those that will be left behind will be killed for their stand for me. Many will not stand for me in that hour and will even lose their souls when the persecution heats up against them. This is because they were never really mine in the first place. But also, many champions for me shall r- arise and not compromise during the time of Jacob's trouble. I will arise and protect those that will stand for me, then until their works are finished. And then they shall all give their lives for me and the truth of my gospel. I have already separated my bride from the Lacedonian church. I have warned the church over and over to flee from the wrath to come. Now, I'll, And then he interjects here. Um, uh, he stops he's He's given his
6: own thoughts
7: yeah on this part he says now I'll just add that the greatest warnings have been in the last 120 years which directly parallels Noah preaching while he built the ark nobody listened to him but God had sent people I mean even people on street corners they just laugh and mock at them and he sent prophets into the church Men like Ravenhill, repentance preachers, you know, people like David Wilkerson and many others, Steve Hill in the mid-90s in Pensacola. Get right with God and others, and even now there are people warning, but you have to really look for those. Now, why? Because the time would come when the church would not listen to sound doctrine anymore, and they departed from the Bible. Now they're preaching with itching ears. They want smooth messages that make you feel good. Therapy. How can I be fulfilled? Well, you can be fulfilled, but you don't do it by finding your life and becoming the ultimate perfect you. No, you do it by losing your life and dying and letting Jesus live in you. That's where the real joy is in fulfillment. Okay. So then he goes back to what the Lord says. This saying. is now
6: what this is what the Lord says.
7: Okay. Uh, time is running out fast. Get into the ark of safety. Flee from the love of sin and flesh and the world before it is too late. Is this plain enough for you? I mean, do you understand that? Do you have a brain? Then listen. Now listen. Do not look back upon Sodom like Lot's wife did. Flee the city of destruction. Flee from the wrath to come. Come into my secret place. The doors are closing soon. Embrace the truth of my promise that I have not appointed you for wrath. But to obtain my salvation, escape the tribulations that are to come, and to be a part of my holy bride, blessed and holy are those that obtain this first resurrection. And then he interjects, this is all in the Bible, it's in the New Testament. Uh, When are you, the Holy Spirit says, when are you going to start believing it? Amen. I am coming for those who who love me, my soon appearing in the sky my wedding, and my glorious supper. I am coming for those that love heaven and the coming kingdom more than they love the passing pleasures of sin upon this present earth. Do not be deceived by false teaching that robs you of the blessed hope of my coming, my appearing. I am the great king and the bridegroom. Keep your lamps burning brightly. The midnight hour is here. This is what the Holy Spirit is saying. We must heed to it. There is not much more time, beloved. May the grace and peace of our Lord Yeshua, the Messiah, rest upon you in greater and greater measure.
6: I'm just telling you all, that should get you so excited. I mean, personally, I'm I, I, I I'm so excited about it. I've told you about the marriage supper. I gave the, the the visitation that I had when I went to heaven, and I saw the marriage supper of the Lamb. And the Lord, I, I saw the preparations they were doing for us. All the personal name tags. All the the thought that Jesus put into celebrating us. The parade. Everything. For he is good and his mercy endures forever. And he's coming back for a bride that's without spot and without wrinkle. He's coming back for a people who has their lamps full of oil. He's not coming back for a harlot. He's not coming back for somebody who has one foot in darkness and one foot in light, trying to be riding the fence. He's He said he wants you either hot or he wants you cold, because if you're lukewarm, he said he'd spew you out of his mouth. It was very clear what he said in his word. It's time for people to rise up and be hot in these last days, and preach the gospel, and tell people that Jesus is coming. I'm telling you folks, we're running out of time. I'm passionate about this because I hear the Lord telling me all the time, is his list? We are in the last of the last second son. You've got just, just, just one more push and the baby's here. It's like a woman giving birth. He said, as the days, it will be like a woman in labor. And, and I'm telling you, we're seeing The woman in labor right now, the labor pains, are intensifying on a day-to-day basis. It's all around us. And the Bible said no man knows the day or the hour that the Son of Man returns. And I'm telling you, he could come back very soon. Look around you. He said, look at the fig tree. Israel's in war now, folks. Looks like they could go in war with uh, Iran. It's escalating and escalating and escalating. Do you see the times that we're living in? Do you see the se- the sin is rampant around us? Do you hear the itching ears in the churches that they're preaching compromise and they're not preaching uh, uh, to live holiness and to live separated unto God? Yes, it's not by um, works, and, and I understand that, and it's by grace. But we're to live a holy lifestyle Separated unto Jesus is the best as we can. Living a repented lifestyle. Living holy unto him. So that he is able to move through you on a day-to-day basis. Yes, our righteousness is as filthy rags before him. But I'm telling you, there is a a separation from the world where you're not trying to be like the world. You want to be more like Jesus. I've said it and said it again. If you were in a lineup, in a prison lineup, and it was being convicted of of being a Christian, it was and it was against the law, would you be convicted? Would they throw you away, it, it lock you up and throw away the key for the rest of your life because it, it was a, 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 the death sentence? You know what I'm saying? Would you have that thrown at you if Christianity was wrong? Or would you stick in with the world? Can Is there a separation where you're the salt that they say, we know for a fact there's no denying that person right there is a Christian. Are you one of them? Are they going to look at you and say, yeah, I don't know, they, they kind of look like the world to me. I, I don't know. I, that's what I'm trying to tell you. It's time to get hot for Jesus. It's time to separate ourselves. It's time to be ready for a soon return, keeping our lamps full on a day-to-day basis, not just on Sundays you go to sunday you a lot of you are seeking in a, in a church you're going to a church that don't preach uh, preach a good solid word based gospel you're going in there getting itching your gospel you're going in there and uh, you're out in 30 minutes you know you have this little bitty church they push you they push you in they push you out you have a, a wild fog machines and all the stuff and the lights you know and I understand trying to get people and have a new bait to get people in there, I get that. They're trying somehow, but I'm just telling you, they're losing the purity of trying to preach people's repentance and change and and, and, and becoming better. Do you agree? Mm-hmm. I just feel it's, it's so important that people understand what he's talking about, of filling your lamps full of oil, mm-hmm. keeping yourself right before him, mm-hmm. not being the ones that are going, well, i got to go find the oil now. It's too late. I've warned you all what the Lord told me. Half will be taken, half will be left. Right now, I don't believe, I, I don't know how many hundred million Christians there is, but if that's the, the case and there's half of those are left in the tribulation, folks, which one are you? you?
7: Don't put it off.
6: Yes, don't put it off. There's another man I saw in the comment section said, well, I guess I can go look at stuff and drink and, and, and live life like a heathen. Now, for a while, because it doesn't sound like he's coming back anytime soon. Why would you gamble your soul and eternity in hell over sin? It's not worth it. No man is promised tomorrow. You could die tonight in your sleep, folks. It could happen that fast. You could be in a car wreck. something. I know we believe for divine protection. but But I'm telling you, I've seen tragic things happen to people. And they, and they thought, well, I'm just going to go and live and have fun and sow my wild oats and go out there and have a good time and sleep around and do all this craziness. And I'm going to serve Jesus ten years from now. That's my time frame. I'm going to give him ten years. In ten years, Lord, I'll, I'll serve, serve you and, and surrender my life to you. And they die at nine. Nine years into it, and almost the last year of it, they go home and they, and they die. And they're in hell for eternity. Because they wanted to taste the, the the fruit of sin just a little longer, the wages of sin is death. I'm telling you folks, it's time today to ask Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. It's time today to surrender your heart to him. It's time today to, to turn from your wicked ways. It's time today to know that He could come at any moment. Are you ready to meet your maker? Are you ready to stand at that great throne white throne of judgment whenever he's there and he and he, and you he puts your life before him, and he says, "What did you do for me? What did you do for me on that earth? Did you serve me with all your heart, or did you serve the world and try to serve me just on Sundays? Which one are you because I'm telling you it's going to be a scary time when you're standing before the great throne and you're up there and the Father's looking at you and you say, your cup is, is empty. You're lacking. You're lacking. There's nothing there. You did nothing for me on this earth. <laughs> Woe unto you. I pray mercy. I pray God have mercy. And I'm just telling you all, we're running out of time. We're running out of time. I always look for them during September time frame, during Rohashana. Uh Could it be this year? Could be. Could be. Could it be that this would be the time we go into the tribulation? Could be. I've rambled on long enough. I've said a lot here. But I just wanted you all to see the parallels, the things that that man saw. I don't even know him. Never talked to this man before in my life. But God's speaking to different prophetic voices throughout the world trying to warn them about what's coming. And he speaks to me loud. And it sounds like he speaks to this man loud. But he's, he's, he put us to be a watchman on the wall. I feel like I'm Paul Revere, riding my horse through the, through the towns, telling the minutemen, Jesus is coming. Jesus, He was on there telling everybody, the British are coming. The British are coming, trying to wake everybody up, getting ready for the war. I'm trying to tell you, Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming to get you woke up for the spiritual war. Are you going to be ready for the soon return of the Lord Jesus Christ? I just feel so urgent to tell you about this. It's just been so stirred in me this week. I've been interceding for certain things, and it has been it's very intense in the spirit realm right now. We're living in the last days, folks. Father, I just thank you, Lord, for every single person that is represented, if they're even still listening now. I thank you, Father, that they would know you, They repent of their sins and they turn from their wicked ways. Say, Jesus, come into my heart. Write my name in the Lamb's book of life. I repent of my sin. I make you my Lord and personal Savior. Jesus, I want to make you my Lord. Just just make him your Lord. I, I want you to be my Lord. I want you to be my Savior. Forgive me, Lord. John three sixteen. Read it over and over and over. If you're a new believer, for God so loved the world that He gave His one and only begotten Son, that who shall ever believe in Him, should not perish and have everlasting life. You don't have to perish, and and, and you don't have to perish, but you can have everlasting life today, when you when you make Jesus your Lord and personal Savior. It doesn't have to be all uh, hyped up and, and, and hard. He made it so a little child can get saved. He wants it so you can be, your little your little five-year-old little child can get born again. It's easy. We make it hard. So I just want to tell you all, Father, I just thank you, Lord, for every single one of them. Like I said, I thank you, Lord, for healings. I thank you for wholeness in these people's homes. I thank you, Lord, for unsaved loved ones. We call them in in Jesus' name. Angels, go out and bring them home. Go out and bring them home, Lord. We're running out of time. These people our loved ones, our our, our children, our, our our wayward sons, our wayward daughters, our wayward uh, husbands, or whatever uh, wives, uh, moms, dads, grandma, grandpa, whatever. If they're wayward, Father, we call them in, aunts, uncles. It doesn't matter who they are. You know where they are. You know if they're in the bars. You know if they're strung out on drugs. You know if they're living in the, in, the, in the in the in the slums. Father, we call them home in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, that you don't want, not, not one should perish, but all come to repentance. And that's even the ones we, we petition for, our unsaved loved ones. And we call those in right now in the name of Jesus. For the hour is short and the harvester's coming. Jesus Christ is coming. We thank you, Lord. We send angels out right now. We send them out. We bind the demonic distractions. We bind the demonic spirits that would hold them down. We command you to release our loved ones and let them go. We call the harvest of souls in in the name of Jesus. Father, like I said let us give us a creative idea to bring souls into your kingdom. Give us a creative idea in our spirit. Give it, Father. I thank you Lord creative ideas to bring bring people into the kingdom of God in these last days. Father, I thank you Lord for the anointing of the Holy Ghost to flow through us, Father, just like you did. In Acts chapter 2, Father, they would say, uh, are these people drunk? No, this is that, spoken by the prophet Joel. It's time for a great new outpouring of your spirit, Lord. A new freshness, a new, a new wine and new wineskins. Father, that we are stirred up and we're excited about the word. Father, I thank you, Lord, that you fan the flame in these people today in Jesus' name. We call a, a fullness of a fire inside of them, a new refilling like gasoline on a fire and then throwing some wood on there, Father, that we'd keep this flame going. I thank you, Lord, that they would be stirred up with the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. Well, I just want to tell you all, thank you for watching, if you're still watching. God bless you guys, and, and ladies and gentlemen. Um, I always say guys, is a southern thing, I think. But I just want to say, if you could click the notification bell, it really would bless us. If you could, like the video, uh, put a comment down below what you feel about it, you know? We're curious of, you know, what where where are your hearts at? Who's the people who's following us? You know, who's God brought to us? Uh, we thank you all for for your support. We thank you, God. I mean, we thank you guys. We thank you. Yeah, I say God. We thank God. Yeah, we do. We thank God. But we thank you all for your support. We thank every one of you for, for being such a blessing to us. Um, If it wasn't for you, we we wouldn't have a YouTube channel. And I'm telling you all, uh, you're helping get the gospel spread throughout the world. Another person gave their heart to Jesus Christ. And some people got uh, baptized in the Holy Ghost this week, too. I'm excited about them. We get these emails, and and some of them, like I said, some of them are nasty, some of them are nice. But I I like the nice ones. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you for all your, your love and your kindness. God bless you all. We'll put a smile on your face. And a song in your heart. Jesus loves you so much. And we love you. And we will see you next time, y'all. Have a blessed and wonderful day. We'll see you. Bye-bye. Say bye-bye, Brandon. Bye. <laughs> bye-bye. Bye-bye.
8: <laughs> Today's video is called God's Greatest Move. And the Lord gave me this message on January 1st. So I'm going to read to you the word of the Lord. The Lord said get ready for my greatest move of all time it will be greater than the Red Sea crossing it will be greater than the Mount Sinai experience of Moses when I met him face to face it will be greater than the road to Damascus experience Paul had when I appeared to him says the Lord what I have in store for the world will astound many And also cause many to gnash their teeth. For those who love me, says the Lord, they will stand in wonderment and praise my mighty name. For those who hate me, says the Lord, they will scream and run in terror and curse my name. For when I make myself known to the world, there will be no denying who I am says the lord many will fall to their knees in repentance and give their lives to christ and get saved for the spirit of repentance will go forth and convict the hearts of people of their sin those who are in darkness will now be in my glorious light says the lord but those who truly are evil and have sold their soul to the, devil, to the devil for power, money, and fame will perish in their sin and be sons and daughters of darkness forever, says the Lord. Lift up your heads for your, your redemption draws near. Lift up the gates and let the King of glory come in. Who is this King of glory? He is the Lord God Almighty. He is the Lord strong in battle. Oh, what I have planned will even shock the demons and Satan, says the Lord. For they think they will have the victory and can overcome me, says the King of Glory. But I say they will be cast into the lake of fire for all eternity. And all of their followers will be cast into the lake of fire. Do not be deceived, says the Lord. I have warned you even this day not to follow and worship Satan and his demons, for your eternal destination is the lake of fire, says the King of glory, the Lord of hosts. You laugh and you scoff at the bearer of this message, but your laughing and scoffing will turn to weeping and gnashing of your teeth, says the Lord. Then the Lord uh, told me to read Jeremiah chapter 25, and um, so I want to read to you Jeremiah 25 verses 30 and 31. The Lord will roar from on high and utter his voice from his holy habitation. He will roar mightily against his fold. He will give a shout as though... As as those who tread the grapes against all the inhabitants of the earth a noise will come to the ends of the earth for the Lord has a controversy with the nations he will plead his case with all flesh he will give those who are wicked to the sword says the Lord so the Lord told me that he gave me uh, Jeremiah chapter 25 because he wanted to reveal what he is about to do All over the world against the wicked the Lord said this he said the time has run out for the wicked no longer will I tolerate their dark deeds done in secret to bring forth their wicked plans and their plans to destroy the righteous for it is the righteous who stand in their way and they know it the light in my righteous ones exposes their evil darkness I am removing the wicked, and I get to choose how they are, re- are removed, says the Lord. It is time for my righteous ones to stand up and take your place, the place and position I have given you and assigned to you. These positions were stolen from you by the wicked, but now I am giving them to my righteous ones, for the wicked are no more, says the Lord. Matthew 13 Um, verses 41 to 43 the son of man will send out his angels and they will gather out of his kingdom all things that offend and those who practice lawlessness and will cast them into the furnace of fire there will be wailing and gnashing of teeth then the righteous will shine as the sun in the kingdom of their father he who has ears let him hear the Lord said Get ready for a great move that I am about to display to the world. How shall you get ready, says the Lord? Well, let me tell you. The Lord said, Confess all your sin and repent. Purify your mind by reading my word and declaring my words written in holy scriptures. Come to me like a child and lay aside your pride. Come to me and ask me to pour out my fullness upon you, says the Lord. Love others and love me, says the Lord. Learn what it is to love and then put it into practice. For I am love, says the Lord. Hallelujah.
3: Darkness is about to cover this earth from one end of the earth to the other end. Darkness is already covering the earth, and gross darkness, the hearts of men. Now a darkness never seen shall envelop your world very soon. I am giving this warning over and over, because it is soon going to be upon you, and many are not prepared. Preparation is first of all spiritual, so that what I say in my word comes true for you, that a thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near your tent. This truth is not by the reciting of your mouth, but your heart's posture with me. Are you abiding in the secret place? This psalm is for those who abide in the secret place, not for those who can recite it, even from memory. Prepare spiritually as best as you can by coming to me, and spending time in the secret place. This is where I do my greatest work in you so that your heart will not fail other things to come. This is where I will instruct you on how to prepare every other way, physically, mentally, emotionally, and any other way. This preparation is not just for you, but for your loved ones as well as others. Many are still in the dark about this judgment, and the darkness shall find them in the dark, unless they are warned. Tell it to as many as you can, and leave it to me to convict them. You all need to prepare, for no one has been down this road, and as you come along to be with me, I know exactly what you need spiritually, and all other ways, and I impart to you. All this is to strengthen your spirit man to hold fast and to be steadfast when these things begin to happen. It is also how I will use you to minister to the lost and confused. The foolish virgins even now think they are wise, that because they call upon me, they are safe. Yes, I am a strong tower, and all who come to me in spirit and in truth will be safe. So if you are lukewarm and still playing with your salvation, soon and very soon, it will be late to try and fill your lamps with oil. This oil doesn't come cheap, that you think you can buy from anywhere. No, it is bought with your time, your sacrifices, your surrender, your tears, all your prayers, and abiding in my word. Will you do all this at the last hour? I tell you, you are not prepared if you think you are waiting for the last call. At the shout that I am calling, the foolish virgins realize they had no oil for their lamps. Where do you think you will buy from? Everyone will be busy preparing themselves to face all that is coming. Where were you? And what were you doing? The world does not prepare you to save you. It prepares you for the slaughter. I have said many times, come out of them and be separated and I will be your God and you will be my sons and daughters. The signs are all around you but you cannot see because your hearts and minds are not set on the things above but on earthly things. Well the earth is about to be covered in darkness But those who are focused on the unseen places will be safe and protected. You have little time before the darkness around you and covers you. Make the most of the little time you have left, and come to me as often as possible. Otherwise when the three days of darkness are past and night returns, you will not return with it. Death will have swallowed you up. Because you will not stand this darkness, you are not ready. Your most important preparation is spiritual, being in my word and in prayer, even during the darkness. Food is not as important, for some cannot even be able to afford it. You live not by bread alone, but by every word that I give you, and this is the most important way for you now, until then and after. For three days, I can cause you not to hunger or provide for you supernaturally, But spiritually, this is a preparation we work on together. You do your part as I do mine. You have to show up, shut the door to all manner of distractions, and shut yourself in with me. There is no other way, children. I see all of your hearts, and not many are ready. After these three days, you will enter into more chaos. This is the time to set yourself right with me. My army will arise after this to bring in a great harvest. So pray to be counted worthy to be part of this army. For great will be their exploits that darkness will not comprehend. They will lead many to me for hearts will be tuned to my truth. The great second exodus will be right at the corner to hide my people from the face of the beast. Get your hearts right with me, children. I see all that is before you, and I want you ready to go through it and not be swallowed by it. I am waiting.
4: I will not have a home anymore. I will not grant them... I will not grant them the... The dignity of a of a homeland anymore, I will drive them away from their heritage. I will not allow them to stay here. I will scatter them to the four corners of the earth. I will scatter them to the east, the west, the north, and the south, and they will never again see their homeland. They will not come home. they will be the foreigners. they will be called the foreigners they speak of foreigners all the time they speak of foreigners they will be the foreigners you will not return to your heritage anymore either lord will scatter you to the four corners either lord will drive you out and this judgment is imminent for you you will not come back here the lord says that you will close your eyes in a foreign land you will be buried in a foreign land you will not have the dignity of a home burial you will work for your enemies you will serve your enemies the judgment of Israel was 70 years 70 years are determined at Babylon and after the 70 years I allowed them to come back I gathered them I brought them home from their judgment and I settled them again in their land but you America your term is infinite your judgment is imminent and your term is infinite you will serve and serve and serve and serve until you despair of life the cup of the amorites is full the cup of the rebellious ecclesia lifted up in their hearts look at the tongue that speaks proud words against me look at the tongue look at the mouth that crows this is what god is saying look at the mouth that crows in exaltation look at the mouth that laughs as if as if they have accomplished something this is what god is saying they laugh as if their mockery can change my mind They laugh as if after laughing they have altered the word that has gone forth from my mouth. But what have I said? Every word that goes forth from my mouth will be completed. Every word that goes forth from my mouth it will not return to me void. It will accomplish the purpose for which I sent it. Just like the rain and just like the snow come down from heaven, and they never return back without first doing their work of watering this earth so that it is budding and flourishing and green. My word that goes out of my mouth will never come back to me empty. If I have spoken a word against a nation and said that I will lift up that nation, I will exalt this nation. I will make the nation great. I will bless the nation and give it green fields and strong men and women to build it, and that nation transgresses against me, I, the Lord, shall relent of the good I thought to do it, and I will uproot it by its roots and cast it into the sea. America, you are rejected. You are a rejected people. You shall remove you from this inheritance. I will take you to the border of this land. You fight for your borders. I have punctured them i am the one who slashed your borders and made them open to whom you call the foreigner behold says the lord you shall be the foreigner in distant lands you will scatter to the four corners of this earth and none of you will see this place again you will not come back to this place the lord says i'm holding forth in my greatness i am a great king And I hold forth in my greatness. And you dare to rage against me. You raise your voice against me. You think to drown out my voice, America. You will me to be silent. I will roar over you. I shall roar over you. A great war And I will bring the fly upon you suddenly. And the bees. The fly is the spoiler. As the fly sits upon an object, it is a filthy thing and it corrupts. The spoiler is coming to spoil and the bees will sting you, calamity after woe, after lamentation, after destruction. You will be like people who don't know where to look after a terrible car accident. You will not know who to check on first, the youngest or the oldest, for all will be facing personal calamities, tests, trials, tribulations, pains, woe, distress of the nations, have I not said it? The final hours are here. I will judge mankind for all their iniquity, for all their wickedness, the sin that you hold close to your chest, the one that you say, in private shall I do this thing. In private shall I perform this act, and no man shall see me. I, the Lord, see you. I will make your sins as bright as day. I will expose your iniquity before all men. I will lift your hateful crimes and make it as bright as the sun. You will be exposed. Every word that you whisper in secret in conferences, you will be recorded and it will come out in public. You will be trending. You will be the headlines. You will be the news, CEOs, your day is done, your secret stashes, I will deplete them. I will blow them away.
6: Start the year outright in a brand new Hyundai. Hey, Asheville, it's Steve for Hyundai of Asheville. And Tom Hill is here alongside. And Tom, I gotta ask you about your New Year's resolutions. Steve, our New Year's resolution is to save Hyundai buyers money. And the best way to save money is with low payments. So Tom, how low are you talking? Steve, we have seven different Hyundai models you can drive for $289 a month or less. Tucson, Santa Fe, Konas, Elantras, Sonatas, Venues, and Kona EBs, any one from $289 a month or less. Wow, $289 a month or less. Now that will save your customers some serious money. Plus, Steve, the selection is great. And don't forget, every Hyundai comes with Hyundai Owner's Assurance and America's Best Warranty of 10 years or 100,000 miles. Start the new year off right and make it a fun day in a Hyundai. Seven different models from $289 a month or less from HyundaiOfAsheville.com on Tunnel Road. Offers for the- Credit plus tax tag and admin fee 36 month leases with 3499 to 4669 due to in no security request. Yo, next round is about to
0: start. You ready? Yeah, yeah, just shopping for a car in Carvana. For real? Yeah, Carvana makes it super convenient to shop whenever, wherever.
3: For real. That's a ton of car options.
0: Yep, and these are all within my price range. For really real? You can afford that? Yeah, with Carvana. And boom, just like that, I'm getting it delivered in a couple days. For really, really real? You just bought a car. For real, and you just lost, my turn.
8: Visit Carvana.com to shop for thousands of vehicles under $20,000.